Welcome, everybody. Here we are with episode three of Casually Concerned. I'm bringing back my first episode co-hostess. Hi, it's Caitlin. We are here to talk about something that we all want, or we I guess we say that we want it. Boundaries. We're going to be talking about boundaries. Do, do we want boundaries? I personally have a problem with boundaries. Not that I don't have any, but that I don't want other people to have boundaries because like I like to know everything about everybody. Correct. So we know in our heart of hearts that we want boundaries because we're told that it's it's good for us, it's healthy for us, people will respect us more, we'll respect ourselves. But at the end of the day, it's so hard to make it happen. Exactly. And for the purposes of this episode, obviously like, you know, all of us fluid boundaries based on the situation but i think like what's going to be really important about this episode is we're going to obviously talk about like our lack of boundaries (laughs) but also educate and talk about like the different types of boundaries and ways that people feel conflicted when Mm -hmm. when they should have boundaries when they shouldn't in what capacity and Mm -hmm. i just think that this will like just be very helpful Correct. The term boundaries is thrown around in so many different ways and applies to so many different situations. And I like the word fluid. Now, before you get gross, when I say fluid, I mean the concept of fluidity is, it. fluid is supposed to flow easily and it changes. When we think of boundaries, we think of like consistency, firmness, like setting a wall, setting a line, but I find that boundaries should be set in a more fluid manner. And when I say fluid, I mean it's able to flow easily and change over time based upon the energy that you receive from a person or a particular situation. And I think it's also about like self-preservation too. When we are fully functioning, stress is under control, like our boundaries are going to be a little, they're going to be pushed a little bit. Correct. But I think it's important for everybody to know that it's okay to have a certain level of your baseline boundaries to be able to have like healthy, successful, great relationships with people, partners, mm-hmm. kids, coworkers, bosses, mm-hmm. etc. All right, Kate. So Talk to me about if someone's going to ask, what are boundaries? How would you explain them? Okay, so a general definition to me of boundaries are like basically a a limit that you place on another person's behavior towards you, as well as a limit that you place on your own behaviors towards yourself and others. And I think like all too often we feel disappointed in ourselves when we don't set or keep boundaries because we we feel... I don't know, like put out or Mm. feel some type of way after something happens. And so we, again, feel disappointed when we don't set or keep these boundaries. But at the end of the day, honestly, it's okay to change the way you set or create boundaries based on the way you feel. However, Mm. I do think it's important to like be a consistent human. So Mm -hmm. your loved ones, people that you interact with on a daily basis know what to expect. And so we aren't talking about like basic concept of um, of boundaries again, like we'll discuss like we'll discuss later. But we're discussing more in relation to boundaries w- related to one's energy. Right. When we talk about energy, that's what I mean when I talk about the word fluid, because energy can change over time. It can be different. And there's I've, I've done some research on this, and there's a theory or kind of a term called subtle anatomy, and it refers to the fact that there's a field of energy that surrounds all matter living and non-living so the energy surrounding the human body is often referred to as the human energy states that there's there's layers of energy surrounding our bodies and it's based on how we're feeling in the moment and what's going on in our lives right correct so if we have you know how a lot of times in therapy we'll talk about you know someone's an onion and we have to peel out peel off the layers right but there's layers of energy that surround our bodies and the outermost layer is supposed to be like less permeable than the other layers Mm -hmm. less permeable means it's it's less likely to get penetrated or broken through because it's strong so when people say tough skin that's what we're referring to yep right so this gives the energy field its structure and boundaries so So what happens when we can't read another person's energy or we are just like, we don't have our boundary. Let's say we go into a situation, 
not know it's okay if we go into a situation not knowing what to expect but let's say that we go into a situation where we have no boundaries which i think happens oftentimes in therapy because mm-hmm. you know there are times where we're going to be obviously every single situation what we hear we're empathetic and we do what we need to do but there are times where we feel like we have to just get way more involved than we need to and we mm-hmm. and i think it has to do with like what is right and wrong for me i'm like i i often will test my own boundaries or kind of just ignore my my general baseline boundaries when i feel very strongly about a situation mm-hmm. and i feel like the, another person is being taken advantage of uh-huh. and so i will forfeit my own comfort with my boundaries because i want to like take on somebody else's stuff right and growing up my mom used to always say when I would when I would be really upset about something that didn't deserve that much energy, she would say, Jess, stop. You're gonna make yourself sick. And it's true because what we feel and what we experience, our responses to that, emotions can be incredibly contagious and we get sick from it, right? Like we cry, we have all these psychosomatic mm-hmm. symptoms, like our stomach hurts, and so we don't want to go to work, or we don't want to go to school, or we don't want to follow through with that yeah. date or that event. It's avoidance. Correct. So I guess one of the questions that we're going to pose during this conversation is how do we stay healthy with our boundaries and not get sick? And when I say not get sick, it means making sure that we keep our boundaries, our energetic boundaries, and not losing it or breaking down because of external pressure. Yeah, good point. And I think it has to do with, in general, as humans, like we all have our own stuff. We all have our spouses kids family etc drama work issues totally money issues totally and so why do we obviously we have boundary issues in general as people and so why why when we're feeling super overwhelmed or 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 how about we're feeling content with the drama and stress that we already have why do we compromise our own boundaries during a time when we're just below that tolerance level I think for me, it's because I want to make it easier for others. Sure, I agree. Because for example, like we go, walk into we walk into a room, for example, at work, we walk into a room and something happened the day before. We are a privy to some information where there is tension in the room. There's four or five people in the room. We know there's tension, and so what do we do? We walk in and we try to fix it. Right. And even though it has nothing to do with us, we walk in and we try to fix it because I would like to think we're doing it for the other people right but i'm gonna admit i'm doing it for myself correct because i don't like tension mm-hmm. let's just all get along like right sound like like mr rogers i want us to all get along everything's great so i'm going to take this on mm-hmm. for the greater good right which is unhealthy it is and on the other hand we could walk into a room let's say it's a social event we walk into a room we don't know what to expect there's lots of tension it's just like a weird vibe and we might fall susceptible to that. We mm-hmm. might fall susceptible to that negative energy right. and we pick up that vibe right. and we embody it and we make ourselves sick. But is it better to like try to fix it or mm-hmm. contribute to the negativity? See, I can even justify a lack of boundaries. Well, I think that's because for both of us, we don't... One of, one of the things that I think about a lot is... A lot of people say, oh, I don't like conflict. I'm afraid of conflict. But conflict happens after something else. The first thing before conflict that people typically skip over is managing having managing a difficult conversation. People assume that a difficult conversation is conflict. Sure. And, and it's also a lack of communication. You can have conflict and you can have, a, it can appear to see that you have either a lack of boundaries or too rigid boundaries because like it's it's ignoring the whole issue of communication. So right. if I said to you, Jessica, I am like just not feeling you putting your head on my shoulder today. That happens often. Just I would kidding. be like, shut up. Your shoulder belongs to my head. Yeah. I will leave it there. And then I would say, fine. Okay, you're right. However, <laughs> if I were to say to you, Jessica, I actually have, um, I have MRSA on my, on my shoulder, so please don't do that. 
would you see me as being a rigid bitch or would you see me as, wow, she's protecting me? So that's the communication yeah. piece. So I think Agree. that's super important because oftentimes, and this is going to kind of go into our next like kind of segment of this is oftentimes we adjust our boundaries because like Jessica said earlier, we are so afraid of how our boundaries are going to impact another person. Mm -hmm. Because if I were to say, Jessica, don't put your head on my shoulder, even though you're crying because of something really insignificant, then you would think I'm a bitch. Maybe. Well, I would, I would feel rejected. Well, exactly. Yes. You would feel rejected. I would make it about me. And I yes. think that's, that is at, at the core of it, boundaries. Everyone has a right to set their own boundaries, just as people should respect other people's boundaries right. and not make it about right. them. And I do think going back to the whole fluidity of boundaries, boundaries can be fluid if you're communicating. It's, you, I don't think it's okay to just, all, all of a sudden set a boundary flip. yeah flip that 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 can be perceived as reactive that can be perceived as having a mental health issue that you may mm -hmm. not it's okay unmedicated whatnot but I think it's super important to be able to communicate because right it can like having a boundary without communication can also lead to right. conflict in bad relationship or basic relationships yeah. really mm -hmm. well a, a perfect personal example is growing up I've, I've always been kind of like the social chair the outgoing one the enthusiastic mm -hmm. one and i'm not talking about recently but in i'm talking about 10 years ago in my past i'm only 20 so i'm talking about when i was 10 years old <laughs> when i was 10 years old and i was able to drive wow you're you're like yes. Jugi hauser correct and my name is Jugi. oh Ooh. Never mind. Or how about just Jessica Hauser? Perfect. So I knew that I was the social chair. So I would I would have to say, okay, it's a Friday or Saturday night. I know I want to see my people. Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And guess who's going to get them there? It's going to be me. So I'm the one that's going to absorb most of the stress because I'm wanting everybody else to be okay because I all just want us to hang out. And over time... I think the assumption was just made that I would always drive or I would always do these things. And it wasn't that people only expected it because I did it. The only, I mean, Dr. Phil is Dr. Phil, but one of the most important things, or maybe the only important thing he's ever said is you teach people how to treat you. Over time, I essentially taught people that I was the social chair and that I would be responsible for driving and picking up and dropping off. And it was getting exhausting and I was feeling annoyed by it. Right. So I remember one of the very first texts or conversations I had in which someone said, what, what time should I be ready? And my response was, whenever you feel like it, I'm going to Uber. I'm going to meet you there. And that's really all I had to do because I think if it were on that person to have to ask, oh, you're not going to come get me. I kind of like liked that they were sitting with that. But I suspect it also made you feel very uncomfortable. It did, but it changed the course of it changed the course of how people respected my boundaries. Did you communicate that to that person? No, I only did it in that moment because I didn't want to make something out of nothing. Sure, but then do we are are we in, do we have an obligation? Let's say for somebody that that has really like tested their boundaries allow their boundaries to be exploited essentially <laughs> that's mm -hmm. basically what it is oh do we have an obligation to tell the the people who have been exploiting no offense to them they didn't know any better our right. boundaries do we have an obligation to tell them that we have automatically set about we have just said i not necessarily i kind of hope that people will respond to my behavior based upon a particular situation but okay and i i agree but also is it really realistic? Because again, boundaries, people get used to boundaries. People, we want, as humans, we and in relationships, we want consistency. And so I think there is kind of like a personal obligation. Like all of a sudden, if I'm allowing you to, you know, use my credit card to buy porn, and I all of a sudden Hot. say no, well, what that person's going to be left <clears throat> feeling confused. But you're the one that's let me buy porn with your credit card. Yes. But then all of a sudden I say no. And you're like, WTF? 
what happened. All right, let's reenact that. Caitlin, I just went to go purchase like the hottest porn of the moment, and um, I realized that I don't have your CV. What is it? CCV CVV number stored in my computer anymore. What's what? What are your three digits? I've actually been um, meaning to tell you that you spent four hundred dollars on pornography last month, and I couldn't pay my car payment. So I actually don't think that I can do this anymore. So. Hopefully you have a working credit card to buy your own pornography. Oh, okay, we'll do. Okay. Enjoy your porn. We'll do. Bye. See, I, look how easy that was, guys. But then, okay, let's do the other scenario. Okay. Just try to buy porn. Oh man, I just tried to buy this like hot porn clip on porn.com and I I forgot your billing zip code. What is it? Nope. Uh, I, I I can't give that to you anymore. Uh, that's rude. Then there's silence. I don't text you back. Wow. I would feel rejected. And you'd be like, what a cheap So bitch. confused. Yeah, it would create, it would create an assumption based upon the boundary that you just set. You would never think, wow, Caitlin has really, she's bankrupt because I've spent all of her money on porn. Right. And so I think like kind of like moving forward a little bit, that was just like a really good example. So a really good example. I think, you know, like I don't pay for Jessica's porn. She pays for her own. <laughs> um, but the the point. So I think going back to again, it's all about the pe- we could like spend hours on boundaries and trust and all of that. But I do think it's important to understand that. Your boundaries, going back to that fluidity, that boundaries are going to be different based on people who are in your life. And so And situations that you're in. Totally. And so as, like, I don't want to make it a gender issue, but it is kind of a gender issue because, like, male and, so I'm a straight cis female. Mm -hmm. What is it called? Do I call C? You're cisgendered. Cisgendered female. Jessica is a cisgendered. Yes. Okay. You're a cisgendered female. (laughs) And so. I have a weenus. I actually have two weenuses, but that's actually, that's the skin on your elbow. That's cool. Oh, that's a weenus. Those are two. She actually has skin dogs. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a cisgendered two weenus lady. You know, so perfect example of no boundaries <laughs> with your podcast. JK. So I think that in relationships where women and men are different. And mm-hmm. so I personally am going to continue to reference back to the male the male and female differences because as we talk about the different types of boundaries mm-hmm. that we have you know they're going to be different well let's talk about it even in terms of when i was when we were both single for example you in, know in the 90s i was single correct okay when she was 10 nine <laughs> i can remember many circumstances in which i would be at a bar and a guy would just be like, oh, huh, huh, nice tits. Like, and I'm like, nice face. Gross. No, it would be as if we're saying nice D. They probably, Wait, I mean, men might. Are fate. Oh, tits. Well, hashtag me too was not in place. I no. think that, well, I think that goes back to the oppression of women. Correct. And that doesn't mean that that has nothing to do with the fact that women never set boundaries. It's the fact that. Perhaps certain people didn't consider the fact that other people had boundaries and that they should respect them to sure. begin with. And I think those are physical boundaries, which is one of the, one of the, if we want to talk, okay, so I'm going to transition to talking about like types of boundaries. So in theory, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about four different types of boundaries. Mm-hmm. So emotional, and I'm going to like go through this, not quickly, just go over a couple you know, we'll go back to um, examples. So emotional boundaries. That's something that Jessica and I really struggle with because we're therapists and we are all day long taking in other people's emotions. We are having to sit with people who are having some serious trials and tribulations in their life that are really, really significant. And so we are having to take have no she no connection. I, she, no connection. Well, a connection in a way that's just professional. Right. Like, and I get it. I get it. And so we have to, so emotional boundaries are like separating others 
feelings from your own or our own. Mm-hmm. And so that that's the, where the term codependency comes in and which we can talk about in a different podcast because that's a whole different podcast. But we, you know, we are required to be experts in having good emotional boundaries as, as a therapist. That's basic counseling 101. And that comes with time. Jessica and I are pretty seasoned therapists. We've been in the field for 15 to 20 years. And so this is something that we're really, really good at. But there are times when it's very, very difficult. And this is just, I'm talking about professionally, but then personally, as in my personal, in your right. personal relationships, it's hard. Like when something, somebody's being shitty to you, Jess, like mm-hmm. I take that on and yep. I know it's vice versa. And right. it's hard because it's like, if we were to do that with every single person in our life, like that mm-hmm. would be, that would be exhausting. Right. But also let's talk about us personally when we're having a issue conflict no not a conflict when we're feeling a vibe from a friend a family member a significant other really having to take a step back and say is this about me or is this about them right you have to ask those questions in order to truly assess what's happening in a situation because all too often when someone is mad at us it is our default it's human nature to think that we've done something wrong just because someone is mad, just because someone is upset, it doesn't mean that we've that it's our fault. We may have said something that triggered that emotion, but it's really taking a step back and saying, okay, is this a me issue? Is this a them? Is this a them issue? If it's a me issue, what can I do to help fix it? If it's a them issue, how can I take a deep breath and not assume it's about me? Right, but also, why do we even need to like extrapolate this interaction? And again, that goes back to communication. Mm -hmm. If some other person is feeling some type of way and we're questioning, do we have a boundary? Are we empathetic enough? Mm -hmm. That's where I think communication comes in. So the emotional boundaries are, I think, the most difficult to navigate because as humans, we, as you and I, I can't Mm -hmm. speak for the other million, bajillion people in the world, but we love people and we love hard. We right. like really, really hard, and it's hard not to take on somebody else's stuff. So that's uh, that's difficult. Again, and that's could... but that goes for everybody, right? Not yeah. just therapists. Sure, it's, totally. At the end of the day, if you're not taking into consideration at least once a day what someone yep. else is feeling, we ha- you have right. to take a step back. We all have to take a step right. back and be more self aware. Right. The world doesn't revolve around us. As a as a mother with my ten year old son Tanner, I have no emotional boundaries with Tanner because whatever he feels I feel and I Mm -hmm. take it on and although I don't act on wanting to strangle this 10 year old baby angel his a-hole children that he goes to school with I want I have it's it's very hard not to because I could take on the fact that this kid you know Tanner told me he got punched in the balls today and he's really popular but he got punched in the balls today and it was fun he's like mom it's no big deal but I was like Ew, what happened? Right. And I have to really, really work hard not to take that on. And I've been I've been doing much better with it, but it's mm-hmm. difficult. So the other type of boundary, the other like type is um physical boundaries. <laughs> Let's and talk about sex, baby. Obviously the physical, the sexual stuff, like and in in relationships, marriages, we have to be comfortable physically with what it is that we're willing to try, do, whatnot. But I think the physical, ba- and we'll talk more about the sex piece when it comes to the mental boundaries, but mm-hmm. I think that with physical boundaries, I don't care if somebody touches me appropriately, of course, or hugs me. I just don't care. I don't particularly want to do you it. You don't go for the hug. No, uh, because I don't want to touch you because I, like, how long do I hug you for? But you're a hugger, Jessica. I am. I, and that's honestly, that's, I don't really have boundaries when it comes to hugs. I love hugging. Like, I'll hug, I'll hug, really? I don't want to say anybody. You will, you will hug it. I think that, I don't know. Maybe I, that's your love language. Honestly, Physical I think. Physical touch. Yes, I definitely think it's one of my love languages. But I have people that are my friends or co- colleagues that are just like, Jess, I need a hug. They know that they can come to me for a hug and like I will gladly give it. That shouldn't that shouldn't be I shouldn't paint everybody with that brush. I shouldn't assume that everybody wants a hug. No, can I tell a story? Yeah. It's actually really funny. So when I first met Jessica like three years ago, we were at a meeting in at a at a very serious situation 
this terrible in like a county building with all these professionals it was one of jessica's prior jobs and myself jessica and this other clinician that we were supervising was there waiting in the hallway and a couple of people had walked by oh hey jessica nice to see you you're back in the building whatnot and so then this woman walks by who is looks like a lovely lady Mm -hmm. and jessica was like oh hi miss x um nice to see you and she and i witnessed it and it was kind of like the best moment of my life because it was so funny (laughs) it was awkward it was so awkward she went to go give her a hug and the woman put her hand out and jessica did like a ballerina twirl twirl she had a ballerina twirl and was like totally killed it like I just went to, it's almost like on your first date when some you go to kiss somebody and they don't, they're they not reciprocating. Right. And she did it. <laughs> that was three years ago. We're still talking about it. Right. Because our first instinct was to be like, what a cold bitch. Right. And she wasn't. No, she just she, like had a boundary. Exactly. And it's. And you didn't have one. Exactly. Because <laughs> I love hugs. So it's like, imagine me standing there with my arms open and then she goes in for the hug, and then I do an awkward full turn. Full turn. And as I'm turning like a little ballerina, I just X my arms over my chest. And I laughed so hard. And after the woman laughed, I was like, oh, she totally didn't want to hug you. <laughs> and we, we joke about it because we have a, obviously a strong, you know, we have right. ego strength. But like, that is, that's kind of a big deal. And so, like, we're, when we're in an interaction, like who is who do we hug who do we hug and there have been a couple of times there there are some clients that i hug right and i don't ever go in for the hug first because that would be completely inappropriate but there have been a few clients that at the end of our session when i walk them out it's just kind of an expectation that they're going in for a hug but i think when you're having and I know I make fun of you because I've watched you hug clients and I've just like <laughs> made fun of you because I'm kind of mean. Well, and you're not a hugger. And I'm not a hugger, no. But I will when it feels like, when it feels right. If someone's like leaving or someone's going back to college or someone's like just, uh, actually that's the only time I would ever hug. But you, I always know because you're just so, in, like you're just so open and lovely that you hug people that you probably shouldn't. <laughs> Correct. And I assume that people want to be recipients of that. And that it is not okay for me to make that assumption. It, it but it, it make it's you. It is. And then when no one when people when I say when no, no one, one when no one hugs you back, you also have like a ninja move where it doesn't look exactly. so awkward. Exactly. Okay. So moving on, material boundaries i think it's really funny and let me tell you this growing up with my mother kimmy um my mother had such rigid material boundaries with us my sister and i who are 18 months apart that if like if we had we my sister and i always share like had the the most amazing clothes my mom just that's how it was like we had z cavarici jeans cavarici and um what was that um the it was like a i don't know what it was but it was a brand we always had like the brand stuff name brand stuff and she would always get so mad when we would lend our clothes to our friends because she was do not lend your clothes to anybody don't lend this don't lend that like she had the most like rigid material boundaries and so now i don't if if you're part of my life if you're part of my world or if i have a connection with you I'm going to lend you, I'm going to give you something, and I don't care if I get it back. But pe- do, but really, do you not care? What if one day you're looking for it? But I wouldn't give it away if I cared about getting it back, because I also have low expectations of other people, which is a problem. Right. So you often give me, you, you give away a lot of stuff. Yeah, I do. And so does that mean you don't have material boundaries? I buy too much. True. Well, that's so. First issue. of all, right? It's I buy too much, but I also, if I see something that reminds me of someone, I'm gonna get it for them. Not, I don't live beyond my means, but if I see something that I think someone will like, I'll give it to them. But that's not a boundary issue. That just means you have a shopping issue, which is fine. You are who it's, you are. It's actually not fine, but it's yes, not, it's not. But it's it's about something. When I think about material boundaries, it's more about 
like something that's important to us and we're lending to another person. It would be like we could try tomorrow when we land and you could lend me your Mac, Mac, what's it called? A Macintosh computer? C. C. Oh, what is it? MacBook. MacBook. You could, I, I could be like, Jess, can I borrow your MacBook for like the weekend? And if you had no boundaries, you could say, sure, just be very careful. Or you but boundaries, be, but I also trust you. Right. But also, is it, you? this is your lifeline. That's your phone, like your giant phone, essentially. Right. And so it's also, I don't know, like, I think it's important for us to like, be able to have things that we are not okay with sharing. Agree. Agree. Because then nothing, otherwise nothing's sacred. Okay. Another example. Mm-hmm. I just thought of this is when you have house guests. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a big issue with when there's material boundaries, you have family coming into town or you have friends coming into town. Do we let them stay at our house do we put ourselves out of our own bedroom? And I've done it many, many times because both Mike and I have obviously families that come visit. We don't live, our families aren't from here. And we are saying we are willing to put ourselves out to allow others to be in our home. Well, that's an example of a fluid boundary based upon that situation. But a lot of people take advantage of that. That's so true. Is it, is it wrong to set a boundary and tell family they cannot stay in our home for two weeks because they're saving money on a hotel based upon it depends on your relationship of that person like there might be some people that you're like it's fine i don't mind that's when a boundary can be fluid it's all about the energy you receive from that person but then it's about consistency in my heart of hearts i feel like i know if there are people that would take advantage of me and if i know that's the case that's where that's what my energy understands and i wouldn't put myself in that position that makes sense and i you're going to allow certain people to take your space over others based on your relationship. Right. So the last boundary type of boundary, which I think that we're going to spend the rest of the time most likely talking about is mental boundaries. Yeah. And I think in this whole, I'm not bringing up politics because I'm just like not Gross. educated. We, we all do struggle with mental boundaries and because as women versus men, like, we don't ha- I don't have a lot of mental boundaries because my theory of mental boundaries and, and okay let me let me reverse a little bit so mental boundaries are thoughts beliefs feelings opinions in kind of like the question better to acquiesce to others to to a, avoid a debate especially with the ones that we love and I think that this one is like super fascinating because like let's talk about a new relationship mm-hmm. and I want to like you started dating Nate two years ago. Mm-hmm. Almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. Waiting, waiting. And you are a 37-year-old woman mm-hmm. who has had a life. Actually, I'm 17. Mm-hmm. Go on. 27. We have to be legal. You're right. I'm 27. 20, 21. Okay, great. And so you've had your certain way of living, and so then you... you acclimate you you merge your life with somebody else who's had so many other different experiences Mm -hmm. and so you have your own mental boundaries but your mental boundaries involve another person because your experiences beliefs life involves another person right but what happens when he doesn't have the same boundaries as you we're not afraid to have a difficult conversation but I also, and I'm going to speak for me because I've been married for a while and been with my husband for a long time. And if I had to have boundaries, if I had to, if I had to mirror my husband's boundaries, yeah, I would feel like I would burst because my husband has such rigid boundaries and I don't. I feel like to have genuine relationships, you have to be open about how you feel, how you think, mm-hmm. how you, and so how do you deal with that? That's a really hard question. At the end of the day, it's about compromise. Because if, it, if, you're, if you're going to merge your life with someone, there are things that are going to have to merge. So there are going to be things that you have to compromise on, but there are certain things that people have hard lines with. For example... Sex. Okay. Sorry. No. Go on. I feel that I'm a 39-year-old woman. I've had a baby. I have a child, whatnot. I... 
think that it's okay to talk about sex with people you trust and it's not in a way I do I don't think that it's compromising your spouse's confidentiality because mm-hmm. if you trust somebody if you tell somebody something sex about your sexual situation or whatnot right. and if you trust if you have good boundaries in the sense where you can trust another person that person like you know that that person is not going to not ridicule talk about it whatnot mm-hmm. and so my spouse should trust me that right. I know who to talk to and who not to talk to okay so I, I get that I, I completely understand that because there's that certain like funny moments or certain moments that Nate and I will have that I just want to share with other people because yes. they're so endearing or funny or special to me whereas for him no that's that's us like is there anything that's sacred and yes, there are things that are sacred. On the other hand, I want to share like all of this joy in my life with other people because he brings me so much joy. Totally. And and at the end of the day, when they think that we are shit talking them or, you know, gossiping, gossiping, or- whatnot, it's really not. It's I cannot imagine having relationships without 100% transparency. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I have a bad, ba- I don't, I think my lack of bound, mental boundaries cause problems in general because how can you have mental boundaries and also have close relationships Mm -hmm. so i think that there's a difference between sharing with your loved ones sharing with people you know that are going that you trust Mm -hmm. about personal stuff and there's also a separate type of mental boundary where like politics current events that kind of stuff it's okay to to have differing opinions and we're not going to talk about it but to me it's like having this like personal relationship with somebody like with you mm-hmm. i tell you i can tell you anything in everything i can tell you jessica i earlier you said i think my feet smell they did and they do and i was like my feet smell mm-hmm. and you were like okay and i had no qualms about that well I think that's also because uh, kind of going back to like the the notion of social norms that we discuss, which we discussed in episode number one, is we don't just share that with everybody because we're in fear of being judged. Right. And we go through this intense process of trying to explain ourselves to others. When it comes to our boundaries, we create an excuse, a a rationalization. But really, we should be able to say and feel and do what we want to do without being concerned about how others are going to respond. But on the other hand, I think that we should be considerate of how others would, should respond. Like, would our respond. Love, like our spouses? Anybody. Yeah. If you're a fully functioning person and you have a certain level of awareness and ego strength, you should be able to like gauge, okay, I can say this to this person and not to that person. But then you have people who don't have that ability to gauge mm-hmm. what's appropriate and what's not. Yeah. I completely. So one thing I'm really into that most people who know me well know that I'm super into it, in addition to people watching, is just general, general stalking. Now, when I say stalking, I mean I feel like I am a life enthusiast. I want to know people. I research them. I look at them over the internet. And it's, is that a boundary violation if no one knows? Am I actively violating someone else's boundaries? Not if they don't know. No, I don't think so. You're not. I'm not doing it to hurt them. And you're not. You're not doing. So let's say you find some creepy information that you're looking for, mm-hmm. or maybe you're not looking for, but you come across some creepy information. Mm-hmm. You're not going to treat the other person differently. You're not going to actually do anything with the information. Right. And so, no, it's an innocent stalking behavior. Right. It's just. It's just information. I'm an information gatherer. It's information I gather and I just say note to self. This person is XYZ. And I think it's just you're a curious lady. I'm so curious. So even if you have no boundaries with another person, it's okay if they don't know. Okay. I mean, that's a justification, but I don't think that that's a problem. I agree. If it, if it's, if it's out there to find, someone's going to find it. Agreed. And they better hope it's me that's finding it. Because I 
I'm an understanding, lovely lady. And you are, again, not going to do anything with that information. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, I, I think knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is power. And so if we know certain things, we're going to be able to understand people a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But I think at, when it becomes a problem is when we are, our, our behavior is impacted. Like what about the concept of the fact that boundaries change as we grow? Again, it's all about communication. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to tell you a, a little bit of a thing with my situation. So I have very, very close friends, you being one of them, Duh. and Sassy, your cat. Um, meow. Meow, meow. I have to tell you every single thing that happens in my life on a daily basis. And even if I text you and say, I just went pee. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, cool, how was it? But it also, it, it's like the good, bad, and the ugly. I don't think that it is, it is, I don't think it's genuine if you only tell someone the good, the good things. Right. When I am a close, like, I think it's important in a relationship to tell people the good, bad, and the ugly. And so I'm not trying to hide any of my, my, I'm not trying to hide any of my dirty laundry. Based upon the energy that sure. you have from that person. Right. And it helps me, it helps me like be able to function in the relationships that are causing me distress so for example my husband like if he and i have like have a moment of of conflict or anything who am i telling my mm-hmm. girlfriends like which is you obviously mm-hmm. jen etc and so i want genuine feedback mm-hmm. and i want genuine like dialogue and so i'm telling you the good bad and the ugly mm-hmm. well that- i also look at that i'm sorry to interrupt but i look at that as there are certain people that are evolved to a certain extent. Right. So I think, I wonder if sometimes we assume that if people have too, too strong or too firm of boundaries, like, are they hiding something? I think they are. I'm just kidding. I don't know if they are. But is it okay if they are? But I'm not comfortable. Okay. So it is okay if they are because they have boundaries. But somebody who doesn't have a lot of mental boundaries because of A, our jobs, B, you and I are very much an open book. We want to have genuine relationships with people, which means you have to you have to spill the good, bad, and the ugly. I get very concerned and distrustful, which is something that I'm trying to work through for people who don't who don't disclose the the bad and the ugly. But what have we done to earn that? Not well. Abs- you're exactly right. Like nothing. But right. I want people to if I'm disclosing like the shit show chaos of my life, mm-hmm. I would think it's normal social skills for somebody else to give me, like throw me a fucking bone or something. Yeah. I feel like in adult years, for some reason, it seems that the more I become adult, it seems that everyone thinks they can just ask anyone anything. I don't know if that's part of the DC culture, but the whole, and I, I saw it a lot in dating in the past. It's like, how old are you? Or when I was single, like, are you single? Why? That is such a boundary violation. If I could have answered that in a, in a simple question, like, I would have not been single. Oh, well, what's your plan? Babies, money, future, etc. And I even remember a recent experience where I went over to a good friend's house and they got this, like, you know, huge, um, uh, their backyard area, they redid a patio. It was beautiful, you know, fire pit. They're adding a hot tub. And I was looking around and I was so proud of them. But the right. first question that came came out of my mouth was, how much did this cost? And I felt comfortable asking that question. And the person that responded, he had, he had concern related to not necessarily telling me, but the fact that people in general would know. Well, then it makes you wonder, like, is it okay for us to wonder how much that costs? As someone that's a good friend, they're not telling people, if they're not comfortable telling people, that makes me wonder if they're not telling, if they're not openly saying it, it's because they feel, they feel bad that they were able to spend a certain amount of money on something. Whereas for me, I'm like, fuck it. You've worked really hard. You, you've earned every single thing you have. You've busted your butt. You absolutely earned this. A person should not be 
should not feel any type of way about talking about their successes in life. And so when you try to hide, it's not about like what you, again, what you, what you disclose also about what you hide. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be an issue if you, you work hard. So something that we haven't talked about that I think is very common and it kind of relates to the example that I just gave when I was immediately asked one of my friends, how much did that cost is the fact that I'm pretty sure every person listening, all six of you have overstepped boundaries without knowing it, but doing so in an attempt to be helpful. And does that mean that once we overstep our boundaries, we are expected to continue that level of support? But people might not see it as support. Like we don't know that we've overstepped someone's boundaries until we until it's shown to us. Okay, maybe support wasn't the right word. Like I think it more has to do with maybe this again the situation as a mom going back to okay. me as a mother i have a very very hard time asking for help when it comes to tanner he's 10 of course and i and he he needs less help as he gets older but i also like do need help with him mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm asking for help more than other people are asking me for help so have i set a boundary to the point where people don't ask me for help but i'm always asking for help because i do think that when it's reciprocal it feels it feels better it feels different so and i say this to you all the time i send you text messages when i clean the dishes and i don't need to do that because Mm -hmm. but i also know it's your thing and so I also I want to like make you happy and be like I clean the fucking dishes even though I don't want to and it's disgusting and I vomited like three times I clean the goddamn dishes. Well, as therapists, it is literally our job to kind of break down someone's boundaries because they're coming into they're coming into our offices feeling more or less boundaried, yes. right? Yes. And most of the time when we're interacting with people, whether that be on a professional level or a personal level, people have a hard time recognizing that the crux of an issue is related to boundaries. Yes. Sometimes I wonder with my personal relationships, is it okay for me to say that? Some people are more equipped to call that shit out. Uh Like if someone's taking advantage. Totally. I don't like being, no one likes being called out. But when someone challenges me and says something related to the dynamic of a relationship or the fact that I should have set boundaries, I don't like being called out. I don't know why. I don't know what that's about. Well, no, because I think you don't like being called out. Nobody does because you did what you did. You made a decision based on the resources you had. And it's not to say you're not going to make mistakes in crossing boundaries, but it's going back to that fluidity of, of our boundary situation mm-hmm. where you may, if you were in a better headspace or not even a better, it doesn't mean you were in a negative headspace, you are in a certain headspace and because, and you also have a very, a good history of making really good decisions. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that you made a decision to like cross a boundary, it doesn't mean that you're like, that doesn't define me. You're not defected or it doesn't oh, define boundary you. crosser. Right. It just means you, it, it was a, situation Mm -hmm. and we can't hold each other to certain standards right and i think that's something we need to tell clients that okay yeah you've been codependent you haven't had these boundaries but it doesn't mean you can't change them it doesn't mean that this is like your story right and i think that's super important for again not just clients but anybody in general you have the right to modify your boundaries because Mm -hmm. what may have worked yesterday does not work today exactly and what may work tomorrow may be different than anything and it's all about self-preservation it's all about we can't help we can't have good boundaries with anybody if we don't feel comfortable with the boundaries that we set for ourselves correct and what if we're just having a bad day And I don't want someone coming to talk to me with their hot breath, like hovering on my earlobe. I mean, I love that, but I mean, that's just me. That's, hey, well, that's a boundary that I will always cross now. I will always place my hot breath directly on your perfect little earlobe. I literally just vomited. (laughs) That actually is my worst nightmare. Well, hot breath (laughs) is like my worst nightmare. Hot breath! Hot breath! 
All right. So examples of some like funny boundaries that I got from people. A lot of these are like more related to like physical boundaries, but a lot of people, this could be parents, this could be couples, like the notion of closing, keeping the door open slash closing it when you're going, when you're using the bathroom. Oh, this is so fun. Cause I, I really don't have any boundaries. So this is fun. Okay. okay. Give me an example. Well, my only example is related to the cats, okay. my children. Before Nate, I would leave the door open all the time. It didn't matter what number I was doing, right? Because I lived- More than one and two. Depending on the day. Depending on how your body's doing. Anyway, Archie, he's my seven-year-old sweetie baby angel kitten baby boy. He loves drinking from the faucet. And like his bathroom time is like the best time. And if the door isn't open, he meows, he meows, he meows, and you have to let him in. And for me, that's like whatever, a boundary that's not important enough for me to keep. However, that being said, since Nate and I have started our like physical life together, I do not leave the door open when I'm number twoing because disgusting because I don't want him to do the same thing either. But parents with kids, living living human kids, I know that it's... Until they have puberty, honestly. And so... Until they hit puberty, so Tanner, who's 10, is legit in the midst of puberty. And so I will pee. I will use the re- okay, I will use the restroom and Tanner will, of course, he has no boundaries and he will take a dump right in front of me with the door open, pull his pants down, do weird shit, and it's fine. But I try to close the door because I'm worried about the puberty. And it's also like, give me some time, dude. I just want to pee without you being near me. Well, but do you think that he should start to learn the boundaries of closing the door? He does. Well, yes, absolutely. And I feel like at this age, I have taught him. He knows. Like, we're at a friend's house Mm -hmm. or he's at school. He shuts the door. He locks it. He knows what to do. Mm -hmm. So it's not like he's, like, has issues around, like, not knowing boundaries in general. Mm -hmm. But I'm also, like, I don't like to go to the bathroom by myself. That's well, tr- we're out. Jessica, how many times did I asked you to go to the bathroom with me last night? And you said no. And I was like, fuck you. Just okay. kidding. I was like, I was like, why? Why come to the bathroom with me? I need you to just be in my presence while I pee. I understand. I'm sorry that I didn't succumb to your non-boundaries. Well, it is what it is. Well, Honestly, though, like this is a, a sensitive situation because we are in the, the we are in the world of the coronavirus. Oh God, it's such an inconvenience. However, I share a, uh, I will share a toothbrush with very few people. Honestly, it's like Tanner, my husband, you, <laughs> Nate, Jen, Jackie, Ollie Reese. That's <laughs> it. Ollie and Reese, her dogs. <laughs> well, sometimes with boundaries, I don't think about like the physical grossness of it. I'm not going to offer, for example, I'm not going to, if I don't want someone to touch my toothbrush, I'm going to put it away. On the other hand, sharing drinks, I wouldn't offer someone a sip of my drink if I didn't want them drinking from it. But then I get offended when someone doesn't offer me a sip if I want it. Okay, what about, would you be offended if I offered you a sip of my drink, but I told you not to use the straw? No, because I would assume you had an infectious disease. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> honestly i would assume it was because you are were because you have something that i could catch like i'm sick yes okay and so that gives that brings me to the point we often make up excuses to justify our boundaries to make other people feel comfortable yes and so how like give me an example of what that would look like what you just said obviously hey do you mind not drinking from the straw because i I'm sick. <clears throat> or, hey. I would just say it differently. I would say, you're thirsty. You're welcome to have a sip of my water, but I'm sick. But that's being genuine. But what if, so for me, I wouldn't care. But you really have a situation where you do not want me to drink after you. For whatever reason, not because I'm gross, because I'm not. But because you just have this, you have a boundary, but you're afraid to tell them Like, I think that that's put, when you do the gray area, that puts Mm -hmm. people in a position to fail. Agree. Because it it kind of like sets the presumption that we all 
have free access and ownership over everything over everyone. And Right. Yeah. But I think it's also important to, you know, again, I'm all about keeping the peace, want to make sure other people feel okay, because it's not my, this is my boundary. It's not my responsibility to teach people how to be in other areas of their life. So I'm only thinking about myself when I'm trying to deal with a boundary. For me personally, I'm just this person who I am who I am. What you see is what you get. And sometimes I think that if I show people that my boundaries are different, they'll feel more comfortable showing certain sides of themselves. And I think that people also vibe on each other. So if I'm out, out, let's say this week, we've been at a work conference Mm -hmm. and we've met lots of different people. Mm -hmm. Even though we've had face, like we've had different levels of relationship relationships with these people. I feel because I'm going to speak for you. We have a lot of awareness of Mm -hmm. other people's emotions based on what we do. I feel like I can predict on their person's boundaries. Yep. What do you think about that? I agree. I think that based upon a person's demeanor, like if I get a person from a vibe that they're not, that they're not open to a hug, I'm not going to go for it. And if we're going back to that previous like example, I felt like I had a connection with this person just because she, she didn't go in for the hug doesn't mean she didn't feel as connected, but the way that she shows connection is different. People express themselves differently. And does it mean that if someone expresses themselves differently, that that's a boundary issue or? I don't know. No, it's not. It's not an issue. I don't think it's an issue until it impacts their ability to like move forward in life or to connect with others. No, but I think it has to match. And I think that you and I have become so close because we have fluid boundaries mm-hmm. we feel connected we have lots of fluid we have lots of fluid we're very hydrated honestly for me i think i just need to work harder it's funny that we're talking about this in a public forum but i need to work harder on knowing my audience yeah in any in any particular situation because at the end of the day you never know when things are going to be held against you or when you're going to be taken advantage of or whether words can be misconstrued, right? So one of the biggest life lessons that I've learned is know your audience. And what? give me an example. Okay. Sometimes I feel like I use, I use my vibe of having no boundaries or just being an open book to kind of break the ice. Yes. And has that butt bit you in the butt before? Uh, I think that sometimes I, when I use my sense of humor too much, it takes away from the fact, it takes away from my intelligence. Agreed. Agreed. Because we're so worried. We, we are often, and I feel like you and I kind of like reinforce each other in this, in this way, because I think that we are so skilled in reading a room and reading Mm -hmm. other people that we are willing to sacrifice and i think this is a boundary that you and i both need to work on where we're willing to sacrifice ourselves for the greater good and again we're not saints trust we we have literally like i think that you and i have gotten to this situation before where we are willing to sacrifice ourselves for the greater good where we completely we're willing to just like throw ourselves under the bus in general because i think it's because we're super secure but i also think that it's like We've learned this week that it hasn't been beneficial for us as humans. Right. Because so, we have because we have had, had a lack of boundary. So it's like let's vote as humans and maybe we should focus less on overcompensating to prove ourselves any particular way and just kind of be who you are and see how people respond to it. As recipients of that, being comfortable with the with the results. And not personalizing it, not not right. thinking that we are rigid or not open. Or lame, or, exactly. Right, and I think that if you're feeling some type of way and it's important to your functioning or whatever, self-preservation, err on the side of caution by talking about it. Right, and just be comfortable with like how you feel in the moment. And if you're feeling... We all have to sit down and think, 
like sit down and basically have some type of come to Jesus moment mm-hmm. where we're able to just sit there and okay, what are our baseline boundaries? Mm-hmm. What is it that I what is it that I these are my deal breakers and this is kind of like looking at a relationship. These are my deal breakers and these are where I can be flexible flexible Mm -hmm. and in the event that you deviate from what your core boundaries are just communicate Mm -hmm. earlier like when i you know i was i have boundaries of no pooping but jessica farted (laughs) you first of all i didn't i challenge any of you that are listening to practice your boundaries differently just see how it feels because all too often we get stuck up in the fact that this is a boundary related to this as i've discussed before the world continues to turn and sometimes we get stuck in what our internal or societal expectation is all right to wrap up on the count i'm gonna ask a question okay and on the count of three we're gonna answer it okay ready yep do you like Crossing boundaries. One, two, three. Yes. yes. I want to know everything about everybody. And I will tell you everything about me. But don't judge me. I won't judge you. Exactly. Well, that's a quote. Webster. How, no, 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 not Webster. No, no. How can we have, how can we have, okay, again, we're just talking about mental boundaries. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. All right. All right. Everybody, thank you for tuning in to episode three of Casually Concerned. Next episode will be with my stepfather, Alan. We're going to be discussing uh, race relations when it comes to blended families. I love Alan. Bye. Have a great evening. Day. Bye. Bye.